0: Podcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the city of innovation, education, and of course, Fenway Park, this is TI Clergy Corner, bringing you timely, insightful, and impactful sermons from Temple Israel of Boston. In this episode, we'll hear Rabbi Elaine Zucker's Shabbat awakenings, a reflection as we make our way towards Shabbat entitled, Reflections of Coleyville. I share with you my Devar Torah from last Shabbat, as we wrestled with our reactions and the impact of the traumatic experience of Colleyville, Texas. When we look back at this time, and we surely will, how will we convey our experiences? For me it is a reverse Dayenu. You know that wonderful song we sing during the Seder that has the lilt of a drinking song, Die Dayenu. We recount the wonderful, miraculous, life-saving grace of the Divine taking us out of Egypt, giving us the Sabbath and Torah. So much goodness, enough, we cry with joy. Now, it would have been enough. A pandemic that stops us in our tracks with enough variants to teach us almost the full Greek alphabet, dayenu, with a death toll and too many who are anti-vax that exacerbates fatalities, dayenu an ex-president that doesn't get the purpose of a democracy and the transfer of power, Dayenu, and a climate crisis that is here to stay, Dayenu, systemic racism, sexism, anti-semitism, and now a hostage crisis in a reform synagogue, dienu. Here again I stop in my tracks because we may be able to reflect and not to mourn and the ability to speak of prevention, reaction, and escapes should make our hearts sore. Yet they remain heavy, no matter how much training we can do, and we do a lot, and are prepared on multiple layers. Still, we cannot account for the familiar and dangerous trope that the Jewish community has so much power to free a criminal imprisoned for life, or that anti-Semitism and Jewish hatred Are growing, not diminishing. Or a hostage crisis that caused terror not just to one synagogue, but to every single one. Dayenu, enough. It seems we are low on solutions. Thoughtful opinion writers concur. Deborah Lipstadt wrote, we are standing tall and we are standing straight, but we are checking for the exits. And David Brooks, who usually finds the good despite the bad, has a dire ending in a recent piece that asks, Over the past several years and over a wide range of different behaviors, Americans have been acting in fewer pro-social and relational ways and in more anti-social and self-destructive ways. But why? Oh my goodness. Dayenu, what are we supposed to do? We can't turn inward to save ourselves and leave the rest of the universe to fend for itself. Where do we turn? We in this community, in this synagogue, this sacred space of our sanctuary, online and on site, where is the comfort in a very uncomfortable time? First, perhaps, take a deep cleansing breath. It is at this very moment of uncertainty and pain that we turn to this week's Torah portion, which brings us to the Torah's very source. For today we find our ancestors at Mount Sinai receiving the very Torah we hold dear. And it is here where we find instructions for how to make our way through a confusing, messy, and often frightening world. Remember that it wasn't until the Israelites arrived to Mount Sinai that they settled a bit. It wasn't because it wasn't frightening There was thunder, lightning, and blasts of a shofar. A huge cloud covered the shaking mountain, which made the people tremble. What I think calmed them was clarity and purpose. This week we hear the Ten Utterances, also known as the Ten Commandments. In that moment they represent all of the Torah. Some commentators call them the summary of the entire Torah. One God, no other, no lying in God's name or people. Honor parents, guard the Shabbat, no murder, no adultery, no stealing, no coveting. There will be many more instructions and commandments. And in next week's, this week's Torah portion, the people will respond, Na'asev and spoiler alert, we will do and we will understand. With these directives, the people receive guardrails and guidelines for their lives in an uncertain world. They learn not just what to do, but how to do it with clarity and purpose. In Deuteronomy, chapter 13, verse 5, it says, After the Eternal, your God, you should walk. In the Talmud, Rabbi Chama asks, What is the meaning of that which is written, After the Eternal, your God, shall you walk? The meaning is that one should follow the attributes of the Holy One. Just as God clothes the naked, so too should you clothe the naked. Just as the Holy One visits the sick, so too should you visit the sick. Just as the Holy One consoles mourners, so too should you console mourners. Just as the Holy One buried the dead, so too should you bury the dead. With all the reverse dienus upon us, the Torah comes to teach us that the way we move in this unsettling and unpredictable world is the way we respond to one another. When I think about what happened in Qualleyville, I agree with my colleague, Rabbi John Rossov, who wrote, Rabbi Charlie Citron Walker, set the very best human face of the Jewish people before the world. Before he was attacked, he welcomed the stranger who appeared cold and homeless. He displayed kindness and grace under pressure. His courage and calm presence brought strength in a time of great uncertainty. And while Rabbi Citron White and the others were held hostage, those in other faith communities with whom the rabbi had fostered friendship and relationship lifted up the solidarity that they had developed over years of working and striving together. We cannot ha- take this for granted. They rallied around him. As Rabbi Jonah Pesner has said, there is security in solidarity. These were moments of a true Diana, And when the rabbi threw that chair after retrieving a requested glass of orange juice for the gunman, he har- harnessed courage and strength to ensure his and the other's safety. They ran to the door, and he followed, knowing he could have been shot as the last went out. They escaped. They lived. Rabbi Citron Walker's face is the human face of what Torah teaches. There are certain moments in our lives when we have choices about how we will act. Gloria Steinem once said, The art of life is not controlling what happens to us, but using what happens to us. The rabbi said he used his training. The Torah teaches that we are always in training. Those rules at Sinai instruct us to do what is right and just mixed with compassion and courage. Despite all the calamities on a long list to challenge us and cause fear and anguish, each of us lives in an arena where we can engage in goodness. And that is where, in this very unpredictable way of being, we have the power to produce great hope. The Torah is our blueprint to smooth the rough edges of reality, to lead us to compassion and courage. And that, along with the approach of the holidays of Forum and then Passover, is a cause to say with hope and joy in these times of struggle, Diana. This has been a Temple Israel of Boston production. Join us next time for another episode of T.I. Clergy Corner.